podcast, and here with me, as always, is my good buddy, Andy Johnson. Hello, Ryan. Good to be back. It is good to be back. It's been a while, and I do apologize for that, because life is crazy, and uh, we have a lot of fun doing this, but we don't get paid to do this, do we, Andy? No, we don't. We do like to have fun. We like to talk. Uh, don't worry, there are no racist comments directed at anybody from this podcast like yeah. you would get at Fenway Park. Yes, it's not going to be like the Boston Fenway atmosphere here. Uh, this is a family-friendly environment for sure. Well, today is May 8th, and we got a full month of baseball under our belt. And man, do we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Um, first off, Andy, you're an Indians fan. I'm a Reds fan. We both have reasons to be excited about our baseball teams. Andy, I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts about the first place tribe right now? Well, they're just barely ahead of the pack. There's kind of a glutton of teams there. Um, You know, the the Twins are surprising a little bit, although I did peg them to finish (laughs) third. third, You're right. So, you know, whatever. Uh, Tigers and White Sox are kind of hanging around. It's kind of just this muddled pack right now, and the Indians happen to be in front of it. Um, here's here's the thing with the Indians right now. They are 17 and 13, um, and their strength is their bullpen. I would give their bullpen an A plus so far this year. Um, they are either the only team in baseball, or I think the Rockies might also have this. I'm not sure. I have to look it up again. Uh, where the bullpen hasn't lost at all. Wow. So once once the Indians get a lead on you, and it's sixth, seventh, eighth inning, it's it's game over pretty much. Shut it down. Uh, they've got a they got a great system going with Brian Shaw, Andrew Miller, Cody Allen. You know, obviously a lot of people know about Andrew Miller. He's got a nasty slider. Uh, Cody Allen's having a heck of a year. He already has nine saves through the first, like, 30 games. Um, so that would put him on a pace for, like, 45, 50 or so, which would be a ton. Um, he's done well. Brian Shaw's done well on a setup role. Um, and then they have some other pieces, too. Um, Boone Logan's a new lefty they got. Um, and then a couple right-handed dudes as well that you know complement all them. But overall, the Indians bullpen I feel like is what's carried them. Their offense has been so up and down and so inconsistent. Francisco Lindor started really hot early this year. Um, had a great first couple weeks, but he's cooled off. Um, Encarnacion, the new signing, has been kind of the uh, sore spot of contention with Indians fans. You know, he's uh, you know big bat, big name, big signing, and all that stuff, and. Hasn't quite lived up to it yet. He's hitting like 210, I think, and he's hit a few home runs. He's starting to get the home run swing going, but um, it's taking him a while to get going and and get get back in a rhythm. And here's the tricky thing, Ryan, and you know this as a baseball guy. Like, you know, I know it's a long season and he'll come around, but he's also not young. He's also like 34, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's starting to get to the point where it's like he is eventually going to decline. And we're going to see a drop-off. And so I'm just, like, nervous that that drop-off for Encarnacion is going to hit sooner rather than later. And, you know, I just hope I just hope that he can get back up to his normal levels, knock 35, 38 home runs, over 100 RBIs, you know, raise that average up to at least 250 and above that. And Frankly, anything you get from him is extra. <laughs> and you're sounding yeah. like an Indians fan who's been burned by the past, <laughs> uh, like a true Cleveland sports fan well, would be. a little bit, a little bit. Again, I wouldn't be worried if I were you. It's one month. <laughs> no, and I, the other thing is I'm not – like the rotation has just been so-so, and I'm not super worried about that because – we know that they're going to be good, and like they'll they'll ke- they'll get into a rhythm. Kluber's on the deal right yeah. now, but he'll be fine. He'll be back in a week or so. But Carrasco looks good. Salazar will settle down. It's 
Uh, Tomlin is what he is. Josh Tomlin's not a blow-up pasty guy. Um, Trevor Bauer is the one who's a wild card, and he's pitching tonight against Toronto, and he's been kind of up and down, so we'll see how that progresses. I do like Mike Clevenger, the guy that you oh, called man. up. Oh, man, he, uh, he, he got the job start. done yesterday, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, start yesterday. Um, and he, Beautiful he, hair. He was kind of up and down a little bit last year. Yeah, great hair, by the way. All so, flow team, for sure. So he's got some uh, experience at the big league level, and I think he's a guy who could uh, you know, step into a role later in the year, especially – they decide to do something with Bauer, and he's just a wild card. Um, anyways, mm. I, I feel pretty well, good about where they're at. Yeah, and you should. And anything you get from Encarnacion is extra. And once your starting pitching starts pitching like they should, yeah. watch out. I mean, they, you know, best team in the AL potentially. Yeah. Uh, now, I talked about, you know, we talked about last time overreactions. Yeah. You know, early season overreactions, and I made the bold proclamation that the big red machine is back. But, Andy, who's sitting at the top of the NL Central right now? That would be Cincinnati. That would be the Cincinnati Reds. Half game ahead of the Cubs, I believe. Ryan, let me ask you this in regards to the Reds. Uh, What's been the number one thing that has allowed the Reds to be in first place through first, like, what, 30 games of the season? You know, why? why, What's the one thing that has brought the Reds to this point? We have currently a top five offense in the league right now as far as run scores go. Our starting pitching has been up, very up and down. Our bullpen, man, they have been yeah. fun to watch, and at, and that was something at the beginning of the year. I I joked about being just a disaster, and they have shured up the bullpen. You got Rossiel Iglesias. Have you seen him pitch? He's on my fantasy team. He's he done real well. Stud. <laughs> it, just for like the aesthetics, watching him wind up, and yeah. he, he does a different wind up and a different leg kick every time. He's got electric stuff. He's got a one point one zero ERA. Drew Storen, the veteran, yeah. is coming in and slinging in curveballs, and Willie Peralta has kind of been a revelation for the Reds, and he is. Bringing it, and he looks good. Uh, Singrani's also under a two ERA, so really their bullpen uh, has been the story of the year. And then the bullpen and the offense as well. But man, you got guys mashing the ball out of the ballpark. Scott Shebler's looking good. He he looks goofy and and big and awkward from the left side, <laughs> but he hits opposite field bombs like it's his job. Well, their third baseman's having a heck of a start. Eugenio. Uh, e- 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 I was, yeah, I was not, how to pronounce Not that. Eugenio. Yeah, Eugenio Suarez. He's, he's playing a much more solid third base. <laughs> he's, he's hitting, let's see, what's he hitting right now? He's hitting 330 with seven bombs. Joey Votto's kind of changing his approach this year, and the the Votto fan in me wants him to say, no, just keep doing what you're doing, but he's right. being more aggressive. And I wonder if that is a product of hearing – Brenneman, the Reds announcer, complain about how he needs to be a more aggressive <laughs> three-hole hitter, and that is that that bugs me in itself. However, his power numbers are up, the batting average is starting to climb back up, and man, he is looking good. And Billy Hamilton lately has just been electric, probably the most entertaining baseball player watched this past series after we swept. Yeah, he's had, Giants. he had, what, like three triples in a row or three games in a row with a triple? Yeah, something like something that. Like that. I, he had a blooper in to left field that drove in two runs, and he turned it into the fastest double uh, <laughs> the past few seasons since StatCast yeah. has been implemented. The nice. fastest double. Just unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, a lot of lot of reason for each of us to be optimistic. I think you have more realistic reason to be optimistic with your season. I still think we're, you know, we're kind of playing a, above ourselves right now. But sure, needless to sure. say, a lot to be encouraged about. Well, let me ask you a question for – put your manager cap on there, Ryan, All as right. the baseball manager. 
This is a Terry Francona signature move. I want to know what you think about it. By the way, I love Francona. I don't think not? I don't think he's ever stressed out. I always look at him and it's like a tight situation. He's throwing in another wad and yeah. he's just kind of just just kind of making jokes, having a fun. lot of gum. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, true spokesman. He yeah. uh, he loves to platoon this Indians outfield and yeah. it's it, he like lives and dies by it. Where it's like. I know exactly that when it's a left-handed pitcher that Brandon Geyer is going to be playing in the outfield and Lonnie Chisholm Hall will be on the bench. And when it's a right-handed pitcher, Chisholm Hall will be you know, batting in the sixth hole, playing right field. Uh, Austin Jackson will be you – know, they'll rotate him with Almonte. So what do you think about living and dying by the left-hand, right-handed platoon system? You know, you, you see some managers love this philosophy. And I think about the player themselves knowing – that you aren't going to get consistent playing time. Right. And, and some players can handle that mentally, and some players cannot. And, and you see that some players, when given the opportunity to play every day, regardless of the pitcher on the mound, you see them really start to flourish. Right. So when I look at a guy like Chisenhall, man, Geiger's great, but Lonnie Chisenhall has a lot more upside. I would love to see him try to figure out how to hit yeah, you know those lefty pitchers. Left handed pitching, um, and I kind of feel the same way with Brandon Geyer. He's been a little bit of a slump so far this year, and I like him as a player. He goes hard, and he did good last year when we picked him up from Tampa. But he just isn't ever going to get in a rhythm, yeah. you know, when he sees a lefty like once every two or three days. And I think I don't know. I'm, yeah, that's tough. That's I, tough. It, but it's hard to question Terry Frank. Yeah, he obviously knows his point. It, so Andy, I, I want a lot's happened, and I think it'd be kind of fun to just. Give a brief overview of what the heck is going on in the league right now. Kind of go over standings and sure. Um, so let's look at the America, uh, the National League, and like we said earlier, uh, the Cincinnati Reds are sitting at the top of the National League Central uh, with the Cubs closely behind. Yeah, um, what do you what do you think of the Cubs start first of all, Ryan? Off on that note, I mean, a little well, surprising, here's the thing. Not uh, you know what? Well, it was interesting. They're 16 they, and 15, by I, the way. Listen to this stat. They have the youngest average age at position for position players in baseball. They have the oldest average for, of age for starting pitchers in hmm. Major League Baseball, which I just thought is kind of interesting. Yeah, that's, you know what, Andy? They have a target on their back. Yeah. They're going to get their A game from everybody. I, I would not be worried about them. Also... Jason Hayward does not have to hit right-handed this year, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which was a bold prediction I made at the beginning of the year. He's not doing too bad. I'm not – well, as a Reds fan, I'm terrified of the Cubs. Yeah, totally. They're going to be fine. In the National League East, we'll hop back over. Washington Nationals, holy cow. Their offense. They're dynamite right now. They're 21-10. The New York Mets. This league is – that division's kind of a mess outside the Nationals. The Mets are just a disaster health-wise. 14 and 16. Look at going over the West. Um, Surprise there, about, huh? Yeah, I talked about Colorado earlier in the year. It's like, is this? They're in win now mode, and they are playing like it. Yep. Sitting at 20 and 12. Uh, not missing Ian Desmond, and then he did come back, and he's, I mean, he's even boosting them even more, which is so, pretty cool. Bigger surprise here: Rockies doing as well as they are in first place, or Giants doing as poorly okay, as they are. Here's the deal with the Giants in last place, because you look at their roster year in and year out, and they, it's always underwhelming. Right, I agree. And they're kind of play, like when you look at their roster and their talent level, it's like, yeah, I guess this kind of makes sense. <laughs> the Mad Bum injury was completely deflating. We, yeah. we talked him up big time. Yep. For those of you who don't know. 
Mad Bum, this is that if he were to get hurt, this is how he would get hurt. <laughs> Mad Bum had a serious shoulder injury on his throwing shoulder, riding around a dirt bike yeah. when he was in Colorado Dude. on a road trip, probably wearing his car hearts. Yeah. Um. So I, yeah. So he's out for uh, at least half the year, which is a huge blow. Let's uh. We see so, we jump over to the American yeah. League here a little bit. Um. I can uh, yeah talk a little bit about what we touched on the central already and just the giant mess that's in there. Uh, the Indians are kind of ahead of right now. Uh, I would say a little surprise is in the East where the Yankees are blowing people away. Uh, their lineup is smashing the ball all over the yard. Um, Man, they're a fun young team to watch. They are a fun young team to watch. And, you know, they only have more guys in the system between Glebar Torres, Clint Frazier, and some of these guys that they picked up last year at the deadline from Cleveland and Chicago. Uh, that They, you know, they, they could be scary for the next three to five years and, and even beyond that. Um, in this year. Right. I mean, I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> starting now. Gender. So, I mean, they're uh, – they're interesting to watch out for, and then you know they got the back end of the bullpen is scary also with Patances and Chapman. Like, yeah, I mean, that's that's a good recipe for success. Um, Baltimore's playing well right now, exceeding my expectations. I thought they would flame out this year, just um, like last year, right? But Buck Showalter gets them ready, man. The surprise team there, I'd say, is Toronto, who we've talked about them briefly earlier in the year. Yikes. Not looking so hot, but also injury ridden. I mean. You know, the, you said the Mets in the National League um, rotations fighting off injuries. Same with the Jays. I think uh, Aaron Sanchez and Jay Happ are on the DL. Josh Donaldson's been on the DL. Um, they can't pitch and they can't hit. Yeah, which that that's not weird, good. but that's not good. Yeah, it's a bad combination. It's like a football team that can't play offense, but they sure can't play defense <laughs> either. Um, but jumping out to the AL West, uh, the Astros are looking pretty solid there in first. Oh, there. they're fun to watch, man. Yeah, they're they're a good team, and we kind of we kind of saw that coming along. Keuchel's turned it around. Yeah, yeah. he looks like an ace. Uh, Angels, Mariners, A's are kind of middling around, and then the Rangers are bringing up the pack there. Um, really thought the Mariners might be giving us more at this point. They were kind of the trendy pick to be a wild card type team. Mm-hmm. Um, off to a slow start, so we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, their offense is is really heating up too. Um, what? So, oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, as as far as the statistical leaders go, man, someone that's been fun to watch this year, Ryan Zimmerman, the resurrection <laughs> of Ryan Zimmerman, and he says, "Hey, I." You know, all I had to do is get healthy, which, yeah, I believe you, Ryan, but you also never quite hit like this before. Right. Well, <laughs> he's hitting 435, leading the league in home runs with 13, <laughs> 12 doubles. He is OPSing 1.382, and man, he has been fun to have him on my fantasy team. Well, yeah, that'll. Uh, <laughs> who that'll also do got it. the NL Player of the Month. Well, he and he fun fact: Bryce Harper, who hit in front of him, broke the April record for runs scored. In, in April. <laughs> the wow. April record for runs scored in April. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the AL player of the month, which is, surprise, surprise, young one, Michael Trout. I don't know his middle name or what he used to <laughs> Yeah. Mike Trout. And uh, he has been on fire. He's batting 355. He's got eight home runs and five stolen bases. And pitchers have kind of just stopped throwing to him because why would you throw to him with that lineup around him? Right. Well, that's how, back to Zimmerman, I mean, it helps having a lot of protection with, you know, Trey Turner, uh, Daniel Murphy, Bryce Harper hitting around you. Like, they got a scary lineup. Um, I would say Daniel Murphy is one of my favorite players to follow. I know we Uh, talked a little bit about that. He's got a cool story, man. He's got a cool story, and I just, I feel like he's this, like, 
the schoolyard legend, you know? Yeah. He's the guy, like, two years ago he was the Mets, just home run after home run in the playoffs, and just kept going. And then, and then last year he, like, was even better. Um, finished uh, runner-up in the MVP to Chris Bryant and arguably, like, should have won it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just a baller. I mean, he just plays, and I just feel like he's so, like, under the radar still, but he's just, like... Like I said, a schoolyard legend that you know all, all the kids admire from afar. It's cool. They asked uh, they asked Dusty Baker who he reminded him of, and he's right away he said Reggie Jackson, which at first I really? thought that's kind of a weird comparison. Yeah. But when you look at their swings side by side, it's yeah. like an eerie similarity. It's pretty solid. Huh? Daniel Murphy is a much better contact hitter, but he's kind of got that low finish. Um, it, it's 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 pretty cool. For uh, sure. Do you have any other you know, yeah, players so, to you know keep an eye on or yeah, follow? Yeah, right now with been... Chris Sale. Uh, Chris Sale, right now, he is probably the best pitcher in the AL. He gave yep. up four runs last game, but man, uh, that deal looks like it's paying off, especially with David Price still on the bench. He's got a, he's three and two with a one point nine two ERA, but he is running away with the strikeout lead with seventy three. He's got seventy three to eleven strikeout ratio, only because I can't do the breakdown math. Yeah, <laughs> no simple ratio. It's pretty solid. Than that. Uh, he has been fun, and he, um, you know, is kind of. Caused some drama, which I think we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'll, let me give you another uh, player to kind of keep an eye on and follow this year. He's one of your guys, Ryan, from the Reds, and that's Amir Garrett. Oh, yeah. I, I like him. And um, if you don't know much about him, that's fine. He's a rookie. Uh, former basketball player at St. John's University. Great athlete. Great looking athlete. Mm-hmm. And he's – I don't know how long he's been focused solely on baseball, but it can't be more so than two or three years, he, he right? I mean, He didn't play his senior year. At St. John's. No, he didn't play his senior year in high school. High school, okay. And started playing a little bit at St. John's. But, yeah, he, he quit baseball halfway through his junior year of high school because it just uh, he didn't like his coach. Just want to play base- yeah. basketball and stuff. Uh, yeah. He's just a great athlete. I'm impressed by him. You know, just good good physique, looks good on the mound. And it, it had some really solid starts. I think he had one, like, disaster of a start against Milwaukee, but that was, like, the Eric Thames, like, takeover show and that's you know that's another thing but mm-hmm. he uh garrett did just get sent down to triple a louisville i think just to conserve some innings from what i understand what i was reading breaking um, news to me <laughs> well there you go ryan i was i was uh well, he'll get called right back up and yeah i think i think position. it's just simply to keep his workload from being you know hitting too many innings um just trying to Trying to ease him into the season, but he'll be a guy to keep an eye on this year. I, I'm impressed with him so far for the Reds. Um, Andy, I, I'm kind of shook by that. I'm sorry. Comment. I didn't, I didn't realize. <laughs> I'm reading it right now. I'm sure there's a fine explaination for this. Yeah, I so. think it really just has to do with like innings and yeah. team control. Which and, I'm know, cool. I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, and and if Reds fans, if you haven't listened to our our new GM Dick Williams. Uh, if you haven't heard him interview, this guy knows what he's doing. I, I'm convinced that he's a sharp dude. Um, he's kind of bringing in the new age of uh, kind of a new mentality with how to run a team, and I, and I, I do trust this guy a lot. Andy, something I want to talk to you about is the long ball. Do you like home runs, Andy? Well, chicks dig long balls. Chicks so dig long ball. I, I like I like home runs, but I don't like just the reliance on home runs. You know, I, I don't like. 
I like looking at box scores and seeing like doubles and singles, RBIs, manufacturing runs, but I do appreciate guys who can just mash. So, you know, I'm not like full on home run guy, but I'm also not full on like pitching duel guy. There's some like there, there's some players that fall under the category of the three true outcomes. Yeah. Where you, you got guys <laughs> That will either hit. This is classic Adam Dunn. Yeah, Adam Dunn okay. hit you, Brandon the Moss, three, at, Mark three outcomes: home run, strikeout, walk. Yep. One year, Adam Dunn had more home runs than singles. <laughs> That's Think absurd. about that. that and then he absurd. went three years without hitting a sacrifice fly. That's absurd. Anyways, but I think there's a lot to talk about here, Ryan, especially with home runs. Um, Andy, ask me if I like home runs. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think about home runs? Do you I like love them? home runs, and I want more of them. <laughs> he wants more of them, he says. So let me let me talk to you about what's kind of going on in the landscape of baseball. Right. There's, there's a lot to talk about here because there's a lot of data and information on this. There's a lot of strong opinions, I think, on this, which I have yeah. some too, and we can talk about that yeah, absolutely. in a little bit. But go ahead. So here's what's happening, okay? And it's kind of been a fun topic for baseball writers to write about. But in 2015... In the entire league, there were 4,909 home runs. All right? If you don't know any sort of references, Where'd you get that? that that's, that's kind of low. Yeah. In 2016, there were 5,610 more home runs. Or not more. There were 5,610 home runs. So just so 701 more home runs than the year before. Mm-hmm. So the natural question is, what happened? Why are there more home runs? And there are multiple theories. Get this stat real quick. 50 players added 10 home runs to their previous total That's a lot. the year before. 50. That is a lot. Andy, so here's one stat, or here's one theory out there that, that people think might be contributing to this. Uh, some people believe, and it's been confirmed that this happened in the year 2000, by the way. <laughs> but some people believe that last year, baseball decided, we're going to juice the balls. We're going to make the balls, we're going to manufacture the balls in a way that they're going to fly out of the ballpark at a higher rate. Sure. What What do you think? Um, I don't I don't know that I buy that theory. Um I'm not one to look for conspiracies. Um, you know, you could talk about juice balls. You could talk about juice players. So regardless yeah. of if you don't know if it happened or not, are you okay? If you heard that it did happen, how would you feel? If Major League decided to juice their baseballs? Yeah. Well, let's talk about actually what that means. Okay. You know, what What does a juice baseball actually mean? Is it just wound tighter or the, is the fabric? I don't know. Is it wound I have no looser? idea. All I, would, I know is you know, a juice baseball goes further than a not juice baseball. Well, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what they say. But, like, that's why – and I don't really know the answer to my question. I just think about, like – I mean, come on! You don't like inject a baseball with steroids, you know? Yeah. What do we do? You just wind it tighter, I guess. Maybe some slightly different material that's going to make it travel. I don't with know. Less air friction. I, I mean, I I don't 100 <laughs> percent know the physics behind that, but I don't, I don't know, and I don't, I don't care. Think I don't think I care. I don't think it really bothers me. Here, here's my theory, Ryan. Okay, on the on, I, I see the uptick in home runs. Obviously, yeah. I think it is due in large part to Statcast. StatCast has been implemented in 2015. It was first year for StatCast. Tell the fans what StatCast is. So it's Major League Baseball's like, like advanced, advanced metrics. Like it is the most like crazy data on baseball that you could ever imagine. Everything from exit velocity of a hit baseball to 
you know, the velocity of the average changeup in the major leagues to how far you had to run down and fly balls. Yeah, it's it's absurd. And they if you tr- farted on the field, they, yeah, they track the like the efficiency of, the of your route as an outfielder. <laughs> like they track, you know, like you said, Billy Hamilton running from home to second. Like they track everything. Um, but one of the biggest things is these hitters are looking at their. Um, the angle of uh, I forget exactly what they call it. The angle, their bat angle. angle, launch angle, launch exactly. Angle. And I think more than anything, we know that Major League Baseball is full of analytics from the front office down, and we know that these guys pour over these stats and data and statistics like no other sport. And I think they're they, they're very good at implementing things that are necessary. So one thing would be launch angle, you know. And I think if it's you take a year from 2015 to 2016, you go over all this data, you make some tweaks, and all of a sudden. You're knocking balls out of the park way different than you did. And and the reason I say that is because it's across the board. You know, it's not like, oh, hey, a few guys are juicing or whatever. And, I, you know, frankly, eyeball test here, I'm looking at guys, and I don't see, like, body type differences from the last three or four years, you know. No. I mean, guys are hitting home runs that are just, you know, look like baseball players. Unless you're Eric Thames, but that's yeah. another story. Well, that's another story. <laughs> I, if I had to attribute it to something, I would attribute it to – uh, team's use of analytics in hitting and approaching. And also the other thing, too, is simple physics. And here's what I mean by that. Pitchers throw faster now than they ever have on yeah. average. And that's something I'll, I want to talk about later. Well, maybe now. We'll see where this goes. But um, in, in 2017, this year so far, the average fastball is 93 miles per hour, by far the fastest ever. Let me put that in perspective. In 2007, just 10 years ago, the average fastball was 91.1 miles per hour. So we've gone up almost two miles per hour. That's a lot. In 10 years. Yeah. And in the, in the lifespan of baseball, 10 years is like not a whole lot of time. So for that big of a growth to happen in short span, balls are coming in faster. And think back to what your little league coach said when that big scary dude that hit puberty way before everyone else was throwing heat. The coach just always told you. Off harder. Exactly. Yeah. The faster it comes in, the faster it goes out. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's physics, right? I'm still scared. I, exactly. <laughs> the kid was just growing that mustache, and you're like 10 years old. And Please don't hit me. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I think that has something to do with it as well. Um, and I agree, Andy. And I, I think I think it's a combination. Yeah. I'm a truther. Yeah. In the sense of, I I do believe baseball has done something to the balls. Mm. I think it's a combi- I I just do. The, and I think uh, it's the a com- searcher. I think it's a combination of baseball because they've done it before, Andy. I mean, it's yeah. it's documented in history. They've done it before. Baseball's losing popularity. It, it, it makes sense, and I'm not mad at baseball for doing that. And I think it's a, it, but it's not like it's, you know, it's not like we're taking a metal bat and have you ever, have you ever hit a golf ball with a metal bat and yeah, it's absurd. It, it's absurd. It's not yeah. like that, you know. It's still yeah. very hard to hit a baseball out of the ballpark. But I think it's undeniable that more hitters are taking a different approach to hitting, and I think more hitters are taking an approach that they are trying to increase. Their launch angle, and by that, yeah. they, essentially, <laughs> essentially, it's it's flying. This approach is flying in the face of what every little league coach has ever. Like they taught want us. to hit fly balls. Yeah, so it's you know, so this brings me. So I, I was when I grew up, I was taught to, to chop wood with the bat. Yeah. It's like you're you're coming down, and, and it's like when when you go down with the barrel of the bat, it's gonna you know hit the ball, and it's gonna create this backspin, and it's yeah. gonna make it launch forward, and and. I was listening to an interview with Josh, Josh Donaldson, and he was doing this demonstration with MLB Network, and he was telling 
everybody, he was sharing everybody what his approach off the tee is like and, and how he does to prepare. And he said, kids out there, if a coach ever tells you to swing down on a baseball, tell them no. <laughs> because it almost nice. I, I, yeah. If I would have listened to that for my whole career, I, I would have never won AL MVP. <laughs> Andy, he he is completely teaching people the complete opposite of what most kids learn yeah, growing wild. up. So so let's say you're coaching baseball. How? So for me, if I you know I actually teach kids how to hit. I I've I've found that I'm teaching kids. Diff- I'm approaching how I'm teaching kids how to hit differently. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I see a kid who's athletic and he's kind of got this natural dip in his swing and he, he's hitting a lot of fly balls. Where at first I would take him and I would try to fix him. I was like, hey, like try to hit low line drives and ground balls. Now I'm kind of like, no, like I don't know. Like I think it might better serve our team if you're more of a doubles guy and you strike out <laughs> a little more often than the other guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I, I'm kind of reworking. How I'm thinking about all this, but a little mind um, blowing, huh? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's uh, it, it's it's fun to think about for sure. Um, man, so for Statcast, for instance, um, here's here's a couple of the longest home runs that have been hit so far this year. Jake Lamb, 481 feet, longest home run so far. That's pretty. Fun. Ryan Zimmerman, 470. Manny Machado. 470 feet. Did you see the ball that Marcelo Zuna hit in Tropicana Field? Uh-uh. It hit this Not. World Series banner uh, or AL, ALCS champion yeah. banner uh, in Tropicana Field in left center, and it, it reached a place I didn't think was reachable in Tropicana Field. <laughs> Highest exit velocity this year, 119.4 miles per hour from Aaron, Aaron Judge. Judge. Yeah, he has the top two. I top two at one, and that was that was off Kevin Gaussman at 97 mile per hour pitch. Yeah, um, Dude, physics. So funny. essentially, if you're hitting above 90, if your average exit velocity is above 90, like 90 is kind of that cutoff point mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, you're hitting the ball hard. Right. Um, 119 is absurd. And number three, guess who's number three? John Carlos Stanton. John Carlos right? Stanton. Yeah. He's at 118.7. Yep. Good. Yep. To giant human beings. Yes. So, Andy, I could talk about this home run kind of deal all day, but I want to. I want to talk about. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say. Let me. Let me wrap that up. I want to tie in my commissioner, Andy. Okay, right here. That. And it's it's relevant to some of the stuff we talked about, but I'm gonna go back to the the physics part of all this because I'm a math guy and all. Um, but the issue I'm tying in a lot of things here that we talked about. Pitchers are throwing faster. Players are hitting more home runs. The, tr- the three true outcomes are so prevalent in this game. Like, not only are home runs up, but strikeouts are up. Yeah. And the entertainment issue takes a, takes issue with that because there's just not action. Balls in play are, like, extremely down. You know, and player averages have been down, too. They've been trending that way for a while. So the idea is, as commissioner, I want my players to put the bat on the ball more. Yeah. And just put the ball in play more. Here's what I propose. Move the mound back a foot. Oh my goodness! Which like everyone would say like no 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 way could you do that? Sixty feet six inches till death do we part. Okay, well let's let's think about this for a second. First of all, stuff like this has been done before. In 1969, Major League Baseball lowered the mound, which at the time all because of Bob Gibson. Well, yeah. it was because pitchers were dominating, and they said, all right, well let's adjust it, and so they did, and. What the heck is so sacred about 60 feet, 6 inches? Like, what's different than 61 feet, 6 inches? A foot. Yeah, but, like, who cares? In a year... A lot of people. It wouldn't matter. You know? Uh, what happened in the NBA when they started nailing threes? They moved it back a foot or whatever. And does anybody care? No. 
Nobody cares at all. And in baseball, I think we, I mean, it's just ingrained in us that it's 60 feet, six inches, but like players are throwing so much faster. And so the reason I say move it back a foot is because I use some, again, basic math here. I went going back to 2007 versus 2017. I talked earlier about the two mile per hour difference that we're seeing. Uh, if you matched like the time that a pitch the time that a batter has to process the pitch um, in 2007, like the time from the time it was released yeah. to how that that would be equivalent to if the pitch now at 93 miles an hour was from 61.75 feet away from home. So okay. basically, move it back a foot, and you have the same reaction time from a batter. You're gonna see a lot more contact as you did exactly, yeah. and that's what I'm trying to get at. Get away from just. I mean, home runs are nice. Like I said, I like them. But get away from home run, strikeout, walk, land. You know, obviously, there's always going to happen. But, like, I'm just talking contact. Because think about about when you're at a game. When you're at a game and there's all these strikeouts and there's all these walks, the fans are kind of lulled. Yeah. When do fans wake up? Uh, when they action. hear the bat, yeah. it's like, whoa, yeah. whoa. You like hear the oh. audible, like, oh. Even on a ground ball to the shortstop, right. it's like, oh. And, <laughs> but but that's that's engagement. Right. Exactly. So I man, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go home and, and Think process about that. that. Yeah. Andy, and um even wherever I fall on that, it's not gonna change anything sure, sure. in the game. But on the surface, sounds crazy. It does. What I like to think about is how much crazier are these curveballs going to be? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to start behind the batter. Yeah, they're going to be like some foot. Bugs Bunny curveballs here. Um, no, uh, that's not crazy. I mean, it's crazy, but sure. not too crazy. Well, Anything wanna, to make the game a more viewable game. Sure, I'm you, all for it. Do you want to transition to our Inflego No Bueno segment? See, 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 see. Yeah. Why don't you kick us off there with what you found to be Enfuego or on. In fire. Fire. Uh, so for me, um, I love it. <clears throat> I love getting texts from people who aren't traditional baseball fans about other players. Yeah. And the two two people that I'm going to talk about, I've gotten texts from people who are not traditional baseball fans. Okay. First being Eric Thames. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I'm not sure. I haven't looked at your list. I'm not sure if he's on that either. No. Eric I- Thames. Was in North Korea. He was a very average, kind of hits for some power for the Blue Jays. Uh, then went to North Korea, South Korea, not North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> if he went to North Korea to play baseball, it would be like when Michael Jordan had to go to yeah. the Monstars. He had to play his way out of slavery. To play yeah. his way out of slavery. <laughs> and you'll always lose. And you'll always lose. Anything's possible in Looney Tune land. Um, <laughs> all right, so Eric Thames. Played in South Korea and was essentially the Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds yeah. of South Korea. Just put up these monster numbers. Got signed to a, a two-year, $50 million deal to the Brewers that people thought was a little expensive. But then he came, and he's hitting exactly the same as he did in South Korea. First of all, right now he's hitting 324 with 12 bombs. Uh, and he hit seven home runs against the Reds. But he... Came back looking extra jacked. Yeah. (laughs) So there's been a lot of conversation about, is he, you know, was something in the water in South Korea? (laughs) I don't know. Um, Next up, Aaron Judge. I got another text from a buddy of mine about Aaron Judge. Six foot seven, 285 pounds. Athletic, short swing from from the right side, hitting 317 with three bombs for the New York Yankees. And he is on fire. Next up, the national, the Washington Nationals offense. Yeah. Yep. Period. 
194 runs, 28 more than the next highest. They're hitting 284 as a team, 50 bombs, which is second in the league. Bryce Harper is having another Hall of Fame caliber season, hitting 376 with nine bombs. Daniel Murphy at 342 with five bombs. Jason Wirth is, is hitting the heck out of the ball right now. He hit two home runs the other day. Trey Turner is hitting for cycles. Um, man, they are fun to watch with Max. Sir, man, they right now they are my favorite to win the NL. Um, sure. So the the Washington Nationals they are my in fuego of the week. Let me give you just a couple of the month. Let me give you a couple real quick here. We talked about Aaron Judge already. Uh, the Indians bullpen. I mentioned them earlier. Yeah, they've been you know. Awesome for the tribe so far this year. Um, another one, Irvin Santana. Uh, he is the ace of the Minnesota Twins. And I gave you crap talking about yeah. Irvin Santana earlier. He is 5-0 and on the year with a 1.72 ERA. But what I think is more impressive is .79 whip. Oof. For a starter, that's awesome. So explain whip. Yeah, if you don't know what that means, it's walks and hits per innings pitched. Basically, like... Base, under one's really good. Yeah, base runners that you're letting on base in an inning. And if you're under one as a starter especially, that's that's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, relievers will kind of sit under one from time because they're only pitching an inning at a time. I don't know what time. he's doing, but he's doing it right. And right. props to Irvin Santana for having the same chin strap facial hair for his entire career. Good for him, man. Hasn't changed it. Um, let me give you my no buenos <laughs> here quick. Um, first one, Carlos Gonzalez for the Rockies. Well, the Rockies are having great success. He's been just mediocre at best so far. Uh, his stat line is not not the best. A couple home runs. I think he's hitting just under 200. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, we talked about them. And along those lines, injured aces. We've seen too much of that, I feel like, so far between Mad Bum, uh, Corey Kluber's on the DL, Felix Hernandez was on the DL for a little bit. Um, Blue Jays have a couple guys on the DL, pitching wise. The injury uh, Thor the league, from uh, the Mets, Torn Labrum might be out for what, three months or something, yeah. I was hearing. Um, I think there's a couple others off the top of my head, but yeah, injured aces, no bueno. So my no bueno, I'll fly through these. Blue Jays sitting at 11 and 20. I picked them to win the American League East. In fact, I think my standings are upside down in the American League East. Oh, nice. Uh, Jose Batista uh, batting 174, second in the league in strikeouts, and he is not looking good. The Giants, horrible offense, horrible pitching. Uh, we talked about that before. Uh, not a good combination. Nope. Uh, Matt Moore especially is is really looking bad with a 6.64 ERA. I honestly thought he would have a much better year. I love seeing the Giants do poorly because in 2012, when they beat the Reds in the American League Division Series, <laughs> that was brutal, man. We're up. Oh, we're up, up two nothing, and three games at home. And after that, right? And that series made me hate baseball for about a year <laughs> and a half. <laughs> Um, it that was, was so brutal, depressing. man. I don't and, and then Adam Wainwright. So these are like kind of like I'm getting a guilty pleasure out of these people doing bad. Adam Wainwright, <laughs> 371 opponent batting average, nice. 6.30 ERA. And that's our In Fuego No Bueno segment for this week. Last thing, I know we're about to wrap up here. I'm going to give you one player to watch this week. Keep an eye on. How about that? Okay. Uh, Zach Granke from the Diamondbacks. Oh, he is back. Getting back to Cy Young form. I mean, last year, first year with the Diamondbacks was a little rough, but. He's starting to hit a strikeout groove, and he's talented, man. I mean, he's always had talent um, ever since he was with the Royals and then the Brewers. He's kind of bounced around Royals and then Brewers and Angels and Dodgers, and now he's with the Diamondbacks. But he is a talented pitcher, and he's bringing it so far this year. So keep an eye on Zach Granke. The dude can deal. My player to watch this week is a prospect who just got called up, and I've mentioned before I love prospects. Yep. 
His name is Cody Bellinger, and he is a six foot five first baseman in the Dodgers. Uh, now on their major league roster, and he is a monster. He's hitting about 340 with five bombs right now in nice. his first seven games, and he has this upright stance. And he's and he's so tall, and he has got this violent swing, and he just mashes the ball. And they say he he's he could have he has the potential to be the best defensive first baseman in the league. They got Adrian Gonzalez, but he can also play center field. Hey, what? first baseman center field. It's like I love it. He's awesome. Watch him, please, uh, if you have any interest. Um, Good stuff, Ryan. Yeah, that about wraps it up. We enjoyed it. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. I hope we get to record another one soon. Yeah, now that your baseball season's about yep. over, right? Exactly. We're done. Good. Won our last two games. All our right. only two games we won. Looking forward to it. Go Tribe. Let's take that AL Central crown. That's right. And go Reds. Let's take that NL Central crown. Uh, when do we play for the Ohio Cup? When is that? It's like uh, like in a week or two. Yeah, so that's right. I'm going to one of the games. Are you really? So, the wow. one, one down in Cincinnati. So. Oh, yeah, cool. I'm going to have to do that too. Well, we'll make a little later. Yeah, well, thank you so much for listening to this edition of Hit by Podcast. And remember to lay off the high beats. That's right. Choke up with two strikes. Don't put the foul on. Always on their baseball. Yeah, yeah.